This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia and welcome to Running Together, the show that puts the conversation into easy running. Speaking of easy running, we often do the bulk of our running too fast, faster than conversational pace, where you would be able to have a good chat with a running partner or at a pinch yourself. Within my family, there's a wide range of conversational paces. My son is very happy to chat away the Ks at around five minutes per kilometre. My wife, however, would find that fast for 1k, let alone anything more, and would much prefer something over 6 minutes per k. Elite runners can very comfortably discuss the problems of the world at a pace much faster than most of us can run. My guest today is a person who is much closer to the elite level than most people on this show. He is young, ambitious, and running is a central part of his recent past, his current self, and his future most likely. There was a fascinating story for him to share that I am keen to learn. Charlie Hazlitt, thank you for being on Running Together today. Yeah, no worries. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, very excited. Excellent. Thanks, Charlie. And I realise it's such short notice, so brilliant, because, and we'll be talking about this, of course, a little bit later, but you won't be available for a face-to-face anyway conversation for much more than a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yes, um... I've got about three more weeks until I head back over to the States. Um, Pete came into the door the other day and bought some bought some ASICs, otherwise I wouldn't actually <laughs> be here today. So thanks for that. Appreciate uh, it. A propitious moment. We're sort of fortunate to sort of catch up with each other. Charlie, what does the rivalry of explorers versus hawks mean to you? <laughs> Can you explain it for us, please? Hawk by hawks, you mean St. Joe's? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I haven't, I've, I, again, I'm only a freshman in college, so I haven't experienced the full kind of, um, like, the, the whole thing, but I have definitely experienced a lot of rivalry between St. Joe's. We're actually doing quite well at the moment, so we're not actually as close, but on the track they're a bit better, but in cross-country we're quite a lot better than them. But if you're on the track and you see a hawk in front of you, you do whatever you can to, to get past them, eh? So if there's a red jersey in front of you, you're doing the wrong thing, so... <laughs> Yeah, so you definitely just want to beat them. And then when in basketball and home games, it's just a, it's pretty much just a scream fest. You're trying to distract the players as much as possible, <laughs> um, talking all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great rivalry to have. Without those kind of rivalries and stuff, then the sport doesn't have as much fun and excitement to it. So it's, it's great to be a part of a great rivalry. So Yeah, I don't know whether that's the case in New Zealand. Just for clarification, the Explorers are the nickname for sports yes. teams from LaSalle University, yes, correct, which yeah. is based in Philadelphia. It's a Catholic predominantly or Catholic-focused university. And you've also got, not far away, also in Philadelphia, you've got the Hawks as the, the nickname for St. Joseph's, Saint Joseph, yeah. which is another Catholic... I think so, yeah. I'm not too sure, but... It is a school that's less than probably about 6k away from us, so it's pretty... You go for a run sometimes and you see some sort of running past and you just kind of... 
ignore them. <laughs> just try not to try not to see them. But yeah, it's it's a great rivalry. I'm very happy to have that with some other schools. It creates a good environment. So, is there any comparison between in Christchurch? Is it maybe something equivalent to boys high versus um, Christchurch Christ yeah. in rugby or something it's, like that? That's in rugby, but in running, like especially here in Christchurch, is such a great community. Like I mean, between. Ethan, who runs for, or my friend Ethan Smaller, who runs for University of Canterbury, who used to run for PTOC, and then all of the lads who run for Whippet. Then you've got Cam Avery and all them running for Crusher Javon. Everyone still runs together, and there's no kind of bad blood or anything like that, which is which I find is a really awesome kind of environment, especially here in Christchurch, because it's, it's become quite a hub for distance running. So, yeah, yeah it's, I'd say it's a completely different kettle of fish over there. Eh? It's, it's more of rivalry and kind of a bit of tension whereas here everyone's just mates so yeah maybe it's because there's so few of us and we kind of need each other rather than millions of people over there yeah correct yeah so can you describe life in philadelphia usa so you've been there about a year you said you're a freshman at university so how's it different from what you expected and how is it kind of the same as what i expected yeah like my perception on america for the past 17 years, 18 years of my life was quite a naive expectation. So I didn't really expect a lot of of the stuff that I actually see there. So for one, a lot of America is amazing and it's very beautiful and it's very, like the culture there is pretty amazing. Like you've got these amazing, amazing infrastructure and amazing, everything's bigger there. But also you've, you never see, well, you never hear about all of the, the extreme poverty there. Like the minimum wage in Philadelphia is, well, in my state, Pennsylvania, is $7 an hour. And especially like in Philadelphia, unless you're in the central city or in the outer city, it's, there's a lot of poverty and there's a lot of state housing and there's a lot of violence and all that other kind of stuff going on. So that was one thing I didn't really expect. Well, I didn't really know about it. I was uneducated about it. But all in all, it is an amazing city, but you just got to be careful sometimes. Yeah. But the thing that I did expect was the competition and it. Well, I mean, the competition has been amazing. It has been just as good, if not better, than I expected. Like, the people who are at the top of the NCAA are competing at World and Olympic Championships. So it's pretty motivating and amazing to be a part of. And then also the facilities. That's another thing I expected. They're all pretty amazing. Like, I was fortunate enough to run at facilities like the Armory in New York City, which was pretty special. It's pretty amazing there. Uh, that was probably above what I expected. I got to see some pretty cool people run there i got to see someone run i think he ran a 352 or 353 mile that was pretty cool and i got to watch a collegiate runner his name's anas asai he's from morocco he ran 741 or 742 in the 3k that was pretty awesome just reevaluating what i just said was the thing i didn't expect was the the poverty and the how dirty it is in some places but i definitely expected the competition to be great the facilities to be great and the opportunities to be great and it, that's been the main reason why I went over there. So, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of just summing up. Yeah, and just for clarification, I didn't realise until just recently, the Armoury is an interesting name. It's a big old building that's been developed into an indoor track. I yes, think it's yeah. a 200 metre track. Yeah. And wouldn't it be amazing in the middle of winter to have something like that that's in cool. South Island of New Zealand, oh, for example? Yeah, wouldn't so it be handy. brilliant? So, it'd be so handy because, yeah. I mean, over there it's... Well, this, in terms of Celsius, it gets it gets colder. Like it gets down to like minus. I think in New York that day it was negative eight or negative seven. And if we had that here in New Zealand, it would be, oh, it would just be amazing. It'd be so cool. 
need we need something like that. Eh? We do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're going back to mm-hmm. LaSalle, and that's why I was mentioning at the beginning of the show in a few weeks' time because you're on summer break, and they have yes. quite a long summer breaks, three yeah, or four months, so isn't I, it? My, yeah, my class last class was it was the third or fourth of May, and my next class starts on the first of September. So wow, that's a that's a good break, that's isn't it? Great break. I'm not complaining. Eh? No, Jeez, no, awesome. absolutely loving it. What goals do you have? for the 2023-2024 season in both cross-country and track? Because you can be doing both, essentially, can't you, during the wintertime? We were just mentioning about the the armory as far as those indoor tracks, and some of the universities even have an indoor track on the the campus, which is incredible. So, yeah, what would be the the goals? goals? For cross-country, I mean, in the past, I've really made my goals really specific and really... I want to run this time, I want to do this, I want to win that. And I've learned that sometimes when you make those goals, it can be very daunting and it can be very, if you don't achieve those or you're not close to achieving those, it can be really, I don't know, it kind of puts you down quite a lot. And that was what I had in my first year. I really put, tried to place as high as I could. I really tried to, to run as fast as I could. And I was really like f- look, focusing on the time. Whereas this year, I think... What I've learned from teammates and stuff is that you have to, first of all, you have your main goal should be to stay healthy because yep. without staying healthy, you can't achieve anything. So that's my main goal. And then my golf cross country would just be to contribute as, as best I can for my team. Like I've been, been trying pretty hard over the winter months here in New Zealand to get as fit as I possibly can while still maintaining my health, obviously, and not, not be getting injured. But obviously that would ultimately mean that I would like to be in the top five in my cross-country team, so that would be quite a good goal for me to achieve. I was seven; I was number seven for us, and I was fortunate enough to race the regional NCAA championships, which was quite cool. Didn't do too well, but hopefully I can contribute a bit more this year. And then in track, same thing. I just want to... I mean, it's a bit more individual in track, but I would like to get a decent personal best over all of my distances. I want to run a good 5K. I want to run a good 1,500. Hopefully I can get around the low 14s for 5k that's that's just a, a broad goal and then mid to low 340s would be pretty cool yeah just kind of stay healthy and build from there again but yeah again for cross country just kind of my goals at the moment are more team orientated because we've just recruited so well and we've got some really amazing athletes that are coming in so last year we were fourth in the region behind georgetown princeton and villanova three huge schools with established programs for the past 20, 30 years. This year, that's our goal, just to get to the NCAA Championships, which would be the first time in school history. So that would be like absolutely incredible to achieve something like that at a school that hasn't seen huge success. My goal is to also just always enjoy running. Like At the moment, I'm really enjoying it. I hope to continue to enjoy it because when something becomes a, more of a chore than you want it to be it, it, it makes it a bit more difficult like for me at the moment running is something I want to be doing so I want to keep it that way so running with amazing people and just always trying to have a positive mindset is another goal for me so yeah, yeah those are my kind of main goals at the moment so excellent yeah 
Thanks for that. And, and I wish you all the very best as far as achieving those goals and, and maybe exceeding on them. But I think Absolutely. I completely yeah. agree with you as far as the healthy first goal. Yeah. And I think we've had Olivia Ritchie and we've mm-hmm. had Charlotte Blair on and they've both been through a similar program to yourself as yeah. far as getting the scholarship to go mm-hmm. over to the United States and yeah. train as part of varsity teams. Yes, yes. And isn't that an amazing thing as far as it's so team-based and you've yeah. got so many people involved there's a little bit of competition, I suppose, between yeah. you, but there's also a great deal of camaraderie, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I think one of the big things that came out of those three was the challenge about yeah. making sure that the training doesn't overwhelm you, yeah. that you do focus on, as I said, the health first. So that's, I think that's yes. a really, really good goal. Absolutely. If you're not using just as much energy to run than to stay healthy, then something's going to break, you know, like yeah. you're going to, either your running's going to deteriorate or your health is going to deteriorate, like it's yeah. all both at the same time. So Yeah. So how does this training compare mm-hmm. to your time at Port Hills? So you're yeah. a Port Hills runner still, yeah. you're a part of the Port Hills Athletics okay. Club. So what are the aspects that you think that we can learn from the American experience mm-hmm. and what do you think maybe they can learn from us? Me as a junior, I trained, well, my first coach was Paul Johnson from Port Hills. Amazing guy, awesome coach, really nice group in uh, Hanson Park, Port Hills, under Port Hills. He was great. He was very easy training, like not making it very hard as a youngster, which was awesome for me. So I, I really enjoyed that, just trying to make it fun. So that was from the ages, probably from like uh, when I started running, so around 11 years old till I was a year 10 in high school, so about 13 or 14. And then I decided to go to Graham Christie, who was, he's under Christ College, so he actually is under Papanui Tokage, but I still ran for Port Hills, and I went there because they had all my best friends there, Ethan Smollett, Henry Allett, and Sam Idians, who all actually, funnily enough, work at Shoe Clinic with me, which is, <laughs> which is great fun. Anyways, off topic. But Graham's training philosophy, and I feel like this is a training philosophy for a lot of New Zealand coaches, is like lower mileage and higher intensity so we would do I was probably running for a few years no more than 50 kilometers a week but our workout we'd be working out four times a week and that'd be very low volume workouts very high intensity and that I think that really helped me develop some speed at a young age which I think is crucial and I think that New Zealand youth coaches should continue to do that because it really sets you up because the easiest thing in running to develop is your aerobic base Speed is not something that is easy to develop, So, especially as you get older. So I was very fortunate that my coach was very generous with how he would be coaching me as he would want me to succeed later on more than now. But I found great success in, under that system and I found it really beneficial, felt really fresh all the time and carried that speed over to America. And I think Americans could have learned that as well because they're, what I've seen and heard from coaches over there, especially high school coaches, is higher mileage at a younger age. So, I mean, you, if you follow high school distance running at all in the US, they have some amazing depth and amazing talent, and they're running some absolutely ridiculous times. I think they had five or six dudes go under four minutes for the mile, which is absurd. But they are running more than us, and they are running harder than us, I would say. So I think the main thing that New Zealand could learn from that training in in the more senior ranks is what I've experienced anyways is our coach likes threshold training a lot so I think that's very beneficial as you can get more volume in and you can like you can train kind of 
easier and you can train for a more prolonged period of time rather than at a higher intensity, especially as you get older because obviously you're running faster and all that kind of stuff. If you do the really high intensity stuff all the time, you're going to get injured. But as a youngster, if you're if you can do a bit of that high intensity stuff without overcooking it, you can really develop that speed in the future. But it's it's kind of just a balancing act, right? So it's yeah. like we can both learn things from each other, but it both works in other ways. I would say for New Zealanders anyways, uh, if you're trying to go over to the States, try not to do too much too early and just really try and just develop that speed that you can have for the rest of your career. And the aerobic stuff can come later. So that's the main thing. And also just the, the mileage over there is a lot higher. Like I, it's very common for people to be running 100 miles a week. Whereas over here, that's quite unheard of. So it's not even like a weird thing anymore. People running 100 miles a week, it's very, very common. So, but yeah, I'd say that in the in the senior ranks, we could learn more threshold-based training, uh, which is some of our top coaches in New Zealand are establishing, like Chris Pallone, who's very amazing coach, coaches a lot of my friends. Um, and then in terms of Amer- what Americans could probably learn is at a younger age, maybe cherishing and developing kids at a slower rate just because it can lead to them burning out because there's been a, a lot of kids who have been really good in high school but haven't really gone to that next kind of level with that. Makes yeah, sense, so. yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen that. So you, you look at the world records for really young ages and there's a lot of Americans in there and yes. then you see, you think, well, what happened to such and such? You know, yeah. he was doing, I don't know, he was doing 15 minutes 5K at, yeah, yeah. at like 12 or yeah, something exactly, like this yeah. and then you think, Nothing ever happened. I mean, exactly. they just got completely burnt out. 100%. You mentioned about shoe clinic yes. several times, actually, about yes. the guys you were working with. Yes, um, and also, obviously, that's that's where we most recently met. So you're currently working at the Rickerton Mall shoe clinic. Yeah. What has the experience of helping people find the right shoes, yeah. it's mostly, mostly shoes there, been for you? And how might it help with your own running knowledge? Or has it, do you think? Yes, absolutely. So I... First of all, shout out to Sean and Kev who let me come back and work at Shukone with them. Very, very fortunate to be able to work there again. Awesome people, amazing overheads for me. Really good mentors. <laughs> and also, just Sean, as far as people probably don't realise, is he's still the New Zealand record holder yes, for 400 metres and he's one yeah. of the top four or five fastest yeah. in 800 metres. Amazing anyway. athlete, but you'd never know it. He would <laughs> never tell you. Most humble dude. But anyways, I mean, I think... Working at Shoe Clinic, it gets me constantly exposed to the idea of running and seeing what people are going through every day, like just generally just talking to them and asking them, how's your running going? It's either, oh, really good or really bad. And I learn more from the people who say really bad because they they tell me what's going on. It might be an injury. It might be something that they're doing. And I can use my knowledge to help them. And then they kind of ask questions and it can sometimes I don't realize that I know stuff and I it actually surprises me so <laughs> I don't feel like, I, I don't know it's, it's it's interesting but I feel like it just gets me like seeing how people run seeing how they how they're running biomechanically which is a big thing I've realized that well I've learned over time that like how people run what kind of shoe that suits which has been really helpful for myself as well because obviously I do a lot of running and I need to be in the right mm. shoes as well. So yeah. seeing how people run and seeing if they're similar to me and seeing if that shoe works for them, it might also work for me. So there's been countless people that have had a similar foot type to me, similar running gait, similar running stride, and I 
gave them a shoe that I've worn and it has worked and it, I've found it really good. So that just gives me a security and a, like, oh, that shoe's actually pretty good. I might I can actually use that in my training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the main thing that I learned at, at Shoe Clinic is that a lot of people are going through really tough times and especially older people as well. There are, there are a lot of older people that are very alone and sometimes people not neglect older people but they don't give them the time of day and I had a lady the other week who was crying on the seat when I was talking oh, to wow. her yeah because she was just she hadn't talked to anyone in like weeks you would not expect that at, oh, a, at a shoe shop would you it's, it's like yeah, it's like it's it's crazy and a lot of people were going through a lot and it's not just running it's just life like mm. I had a lady yesterday who was lived in Hawke's Bay and her whole house had been flooded and they can't be in the house for the next year and a half so it's like, geez, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh. And they were just, like, going by, like, just a normal day. They seemed pretty normal. Didn't really, like, complain about it. They were just pretty pretty yeah. chill about it. So it's just people were, like, going through it at the moment. So that's the thing that I try and adapt to everyday life is give everyone a chance to mm-hmm. tell their story. Because, you know, having a conversation with someone, even if they're not going to buy anything, which I don't, I don't mind if they don't buy anything, and people... The thing that annoys me the most is pe- when I talk to people, they think I'm trying to get them to buy something, but I'm not. I'm trying to have a conversation with you yeah, and absolutely. all that kind of stuff. So I love working there. It is amazing. I'd say for any for any kids who um, enjoy running and enjoy that kind of enjoy talking to people, Shoe Clinic is probably the best job that you can do to expose you constantly expose yourself to running, interpersonal skills, and all that other kind of stuff. It's it's a very amazing experience, and you get to work in a very nice environment. So. Yeah, and I've heard very similar things as far as front runners concerned, yes, front runner in Colombo. Yeah. So it's, it's some great experiences and opportunities there as absolutely. well. Absolutely. What do you see as the future of competitive running in New Zealand? This might be a bit of a tough question. So we have lots of grey-haired older folk like me, <laughs> or don't have very much here, but anyway, yeah. managing the sport. Yeah. Where do you see the place of the younger generation? Yeah. What would keep you in the sport and how do you think you can contribute to it? Yeah, I think what I was really lucky with in my youth was there there was a system called Interregionals, which was organised by Paul Norton, who, another shout out, shout out Paul Norton, amazing guy. He is. I uh, teaches that. He's been on the show. Yeah, oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Awesome guy. So he used to organise a thing called Interregionals, which is where yeah. Canterbury, Wellington, Tasman, Otago and a couple other provinces would mm-hmm. get together and race and it was like a nationals kind of thing yeah and that was probably the best exposure i could have ever had to running and now that's gone and i think that's a huge blow for new zealand in terms of running because that is what got me into running that's what got me mm-hmm. and probably actually on my team who run in, in la salle in america we've got nine kiwis now so every single one of us pretty much have been through that system so me tonga andreas hernandez macro Georgia Dawson have all been through that and that's what we've all talked and that's what got us running and now that that's gone I feel like that's gonna less people will be getting into running so the interregional I believe if the ages if I get the ages right that's it's from years five, five, to five six eight. to eight, yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah. Yep. so mm-hmm. it exposes you at a very young age and gives you a love for the sport while you can still do other things as well like you can still play rugby you can still do cricket you can still do all that other stuff but you have that foundation of enjoying running as a team really isn't it yes, exactly. so you're, you're yeah. representing your, exactly. your province, province. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and you i feel like we need something like that Ames games is great 
the South Island doesn't really involve that. So I think we need something that's a... Someone needs to organise this, and it needs to be a nationwide... Like, you do well at Canterbury's, you go to this. You do well at Otago's, you go to this. And that's what exposes the t- really talented kids to get to that next level, and I think that will ultimately lead to more quality coming out of New Zealand as well. You've really got to focus on that younger generation. But I feel like the future is very bright. I mean, there's amazing athletes like Santana, who's doing a lot for New Zealand distance mm. running, uh, George Beamish, who just broke the New Zealand record, Cameron Avery, who's just run 62-50 for the half marathon. There's, there's some amazing talent coming out of New Zealand, and there's historically been so much talent here. It's just, it seems to be like a, a place where a lot of talent comes out of historically and I think that we just need to focus on that younger generation to really get to the next level and then in high school we've got a great system we've got the New Zealand secondary schools which is an amazing environment I think nothing needs to be done there great environment I think it's obviously hard but athletics New Zealand could possibly I mean have a bit more funding but it's hard for me to say that because money doesn't just grow on trees because it's obviously a small country and it's hard for them to get money so when you finish your time at LaSalle what would you feel success would look like? What do you want to achieve there and perhaps bring back to New Zealand? Yeah. What would so that you've got another was two or three years? I've got a long time. I've got uh, if I do my masters, plus probably four years. Which four probably, years. I'll probably do a masters. Okay. Just and, so sorry, just just to clarify. What are you studying? So, so I have a double major. So mm-hmm. I'm majoring in international business and marketing, and then my minor is going to be in IT. So and then I'll do oh, a wow. masters in <laughs> yeah, and then I'll do a masters in business administration. So mm-hmm. be, that's the goal. Hopefully, I can. It's been it's been smooth sailing so far. I haven't had any issues in school, so it's actually been quite good. So enjoying it for a school like LaSalle that is smaller and doesn't have as much of a name. I just like this is what all of us kind of want to do there at the moment. We really want to put it on the map and make it an established program, which we have kind of done last year. We really like we're good enough to be competing in this region, in cross-country. And I really want to... We're succeeding at this at the moment as well, bringing, like, culture to our school. We have so many international students. Like I said, we have nine Kiwis supposed to be being at LaSalle this, this coming fall. So success for me would look like getting an established program at LaSalle, hopefully achieving for myself and as a team an appearance at NCAAs, and then just constantly improving for myself and helping my teammates improve. I've been lucky enough to improve by six seconds over the 1500 since I've been there and I'm looking to keep keep the ball rolling and keep improving. And I, some people haven't been as fortunate as I have. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a hard system to adapt to and it's quite hard to get better. But my goal is just to continually improve and continually develop into an athlete and also just establish a really, really good career in either running or business and that kind of stuff. I really want to hopefully get a job over there for a couple of years just to make some American dollars because it obviously is a it's the king currency. <laughs> I'm just wanting to constantly improve and constantly develop as a as a person, an athlete, and for a career. So fantastic! Kind of the, well, I wish you all the very best with you. that. Thank you. Now we're on to the quick fire question round. Cool. So consider them strides. So Charlie, here goes: shoes with lots of cushioning or very little. Lots. Lots. Give me lots. Give me those uh, Hocus or Kayanos yeah, or, or something similar. Uphill or downhill? Uphill, every time. Hey, you're like yeah. me. Trail, road, cross country or track? Cross country, <laughs> cross country. Cross country is the most fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Choice of favourite race distance? 